For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, Two Houses and the New Testament. This is part 23 of the series. Now, given that we saw in 1 Peter in chapter 1, where the strangers who are scattered, who Peter is writing to, it says that they're located in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 1 in Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, as well as Pontus and Galatia. Let's cross-reference these places to Acts in chapter 2. Now, in Acts chapter 2 and verse 1, the setting is Shabbat, or the day of Pentecost. And in a lot of people's minds, it was just the Jewish people who was in Jerusalem here for this day of Pentecost. And many Jews were there, because it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 5, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. And that says in Acts chapter 2 verse 9 that those who were there came from various places in the nations, including there were Parthenians, Medes, and Elamites, and those that came from Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. And that is the area where the northern kingdom was living as we have just seen in 1 Peter chapter 1 in verse 1. Now, in addressing the people who were there on the day of Pentecost, it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 10, strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes. So in addition to there being Jews and proselytes there, there were strangers of Rome. And so this is a reference to those of the northern kingdom who had come to Jerusalem from Rome and they are regarded as being strangers. Just as the northern kingdom was addressed this way as being strangers scattered in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 1. In Acts chapter 2 verses 9 and 10, we see here the connection that those who were in Jerusalem for the day of Pentecost, they came from Cappadocia, Pontus, in Asia, strangers of Rome. And in addressing the northern kingdom in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 1, Peter describes them as being strangers scattered living in Pontus, Cappadocia, in Asia. So what we're seeing here that those who came to Jerusalem to celebrate the Feast of Pentecost were not only Jews of the southern kingdom or the house of Judah, but there were those from the northern kingdom who had come to Jerusalem to celebrate the day of Pentecost as well. We are told in the Torah Anthology to the 12 prophets 
volume 2 on page 411 that there was a minority of those from the 10 tribes who lived and sojourned with the house of Judah. It is explained in the following way. When the Samaritan kingdom, now in the first century, the Samaritans were those of the northern kingdom who had intermarried with their ones who took them captive, the Assyrians. When the Samarian kingdom was overrun by Assyria. Now, the Samarian kingdom here is not just referring to the area of Samaria, but it's referring to the northern kingdom. And it says, when they were taken captivity by the Assyrians and its people exiled, including the ten tribes, a minority of the tribe of Ephraim remained in the kingdom of Judah. In the book of redemption by Moses Nachmanides, the Ramban, on page 33, he further explains that a minority of the ten tribes lived and sojourned with the house of Judah. Our rabbi stated that during the period of the second temple, some of the remnants of the rest of the tribes from their captivity, these remnants were not from all of the other tribes, but only from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh. But their numbers were insufficient to be designated as a tribe or part of a tribe. Instead, because of their small number, they were joined to the two tribes of Judah and Benjamin of the southern kingdom, and they lived among them, that is, in Babylon. For the return in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah was regarding those who returned from Babylon, those of the southern kingdom. In the Torah Anthology to the Commentary to the Twelve Prophets, Volume 2, page 254, it explains that in the first century, the northern kingdom did not unite with the southern kingdom. In making a reference to Zephaniah in chapter 3, in verse 20, where it says, At that time I will bring you, and at that time I will assemble you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all peoples on the earth when I restore your captivity before your eyes, says the Lord. The commentary is, at that time I will bring you, the ten tribes, back to your land. In the time of the second temple, that is the first century, you did not return to your country. But in the future redemption, that is referring to messianic times, I will bring you back. In the book of redemption by Moses Nachmanides on page Page 34, he explains the following. Nevertheless, from our words, it has been explained that in the redemption from Babylon, that is the return of Ezra and Nehemiah and the people who came with them from Babylonian captivity, that it has been explained that only those who are called the house of Judah, that would be the southern kingdom, return to the land of Israel. And this was their kingdom during the second temple. However, those who were called the house of Ephraim or the house of Israel comprising the ten tribes did remain in the Assyrian captivity to this day. No deliverance was raised for their tribes and there was none that escaped during this redemption as we have further explained. Continuing on in his book of redemption, Moses Nachmanides on page 9, he says, 
at the second redemption, that is the return from Babylon in the days of Ezra in Nehemiah, only a fraction of even the tribes of Judah and Benjamin returned to the land of Israel. Now, in speaking about the return from Babylon in the days of Ezra in Nehemiah and his commentary to the Torah, to the book of Leviticus on page 468, Moses Nachmanides or Ramban explains that they came up from Babylon for it was primarily the tribes of Judah and Benjamin who returned together with a small group of Levites. And he further explains that in the return from Babylon, there were small groups from the other tribes besides Judah and Benjamin, but the main bulk of the other tribes remained in their places. And hence the words of the prophets announcing their complete return, not having been fulfilled during the second temple or in the first century. And they will yet assuredly come to be redeemed in the future. There's a deeper significance to Nachmanides expression here in some but not all of the other tribes some but not all therefore the words of God as spoken by the prophets will still be fulfilled in future time when the perfect redemption will take place as the return from Babylon did not represent the final and complete redemption it is obvious that this constitutes a major principle in our face of Israel Israel's future and destiny. In his commentary on the Torah to the book of Leviticus, in page 472, Moses Nachmanides, or the Rambam, goes on to explain, commenting to Deuteronomy in chapter 30, in verses 1 through 5, where it says, Thus he said, And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse, etc. And he promised, And he will do you good and multiply you above your fathers. This being a promise to all the tribes of Israel, not just to the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. The tribes of Judah and Benjamin, which constitute one-sixth of the twelve tribes, Nachmanides states that the redemption from Babylonian exile was not a complete redemption, or it was not the unification of the twelve tribes of Israel, since the return consisted mainly of the two tribes, that would be Judah and Benjamin, and a small group of the other tribes, among them being the Levites. But the divine promise stated in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 5 refers to all 12 tribes of Israel. Hence, the coming redemption will be more complete than the return from Babylonian captivity. Now, understanding it is the Jewish explanation that the 12 tribes of Israel are not united today, that it is a future event. It is associated with Messianic times. And in the return of the Babylonian captivity in the days of Ezra and Nehemiah, those tribes who primarily came was Judah and Benjamin and a part of the Levites. And then there was a small number of those who came back from the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh as they were sojourning with the house of Judah in Babylon. But the majority of the 10 tribes were not with the house of Judah in Babylon, they were taken captive by the Assyrians. And so 
understanding that there was a small number of the ten tribes who were sojourning with the house of Judah, and they were still observing the biblical festivals. With this background, we can see how Peter is addressing in his sermon that he gives on the day of Pentecost, he's addressing both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom who was at Jerusalem for the feast of Shabbat or Pentecost. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 14, it is written, but Peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said to them, you men of Judea, he is speaking to the southern kingdom and all you that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. And then in Acts chapter 2 verse 22, he says, you men of Israel, here he's referring to the northern kingdom, hear my words as well. Then in Acts chapter 2 verse 24, whom God has raised up, speaking of Yeshua, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. Now in Acts chapter 2 verse 36 and verses 38 and 39, Peter goes on to say, therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made the same Yeshua whom you have crucified both Lord and Messiah. Then Peter said to them, repent, that means to confess your sins and to follow Torah and be immersed, baptized, every one of you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach for the remission of sins and you will receive the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh or the Holy Spirit for the promise is unto you and your children. Who is you and your children? Those who are near, those who are close to you and also to those who are far off. Who's far off? That is the northern kingdom, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Now, understanding that there were those from the northern kingdom who lived in Rome, who came to Jerusalem to celebrate the feast of Shavuot or Pentecost, as we see in Acts chapter 2 verse 10, they are mentioned as being strangers of Rome in addition to their being Jews and proselytes. We could understand then that in the book of Romans, Paul is writing to those of the northern kingdom who are living there. And we're going to look at Romans in chapter 9, 10, and 11. And by having a close examination of what Paul is writing here, we're going to see that he is speaking to and explaining to those of the northern kingdom their prophetic role in believing that Yeshua is the Messiah and how ultimately they're going to be united with their brothers of the southern kingdom, the house of Judah. In Romans, in chapter 9, verses 24 through 26, it is written, even us whom he has called not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. So he says, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Verse 25, as he says in Hosea. Now listen to what is being stated. The Gentiles, as he says in Hosea. Wait a second. Hosea wasn't written to the Gentiles. Hosea was written to the northern kingdom. The context in stating, as he says in Hosea, referring to the Gentiles, the Gentiles here is a reference to the northern kingdom because this is what he said to the northern kingdom in Hosea. I will call them my people, that is Ami, which were not my people, Lo Ami, and her beloved, which were not beloved. And this is also prophesied in Hosea chapter 2 in verse 23, as well as we're going to see from Hosea chapter 1 verse 10 in Romans chapter 9 verse 26, where Paul says that it will come to pass that in the place where it was said you are not my people, there shall they be called the children of 
the living God. So in referring to the Gentiles, he's saying Hosea spoke about you. And he quotes Hosea chapter 1 verse 10 and Hosea chapter 2 and verse 23. So from this we can see that Paul is addressing those of the northern kingdom who are living in Rome. Continuing on, Paul explains in Romans chapter 10 verse 19, but I say, did not Israel know? Now, speaking of Israel here, he's referring to Judah, the southern kingdom. And then he is going to make a quote or a reference to Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 21 when he said, did not Israel know? For first Moses said, or first it is said in the Torah, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation I will anger you. And so this comes from Deuteronomy chapter 32. And Deuteronomy chapter 32 is called the second song of Moses. And Deuteronomy chapter 32 is written as a prophecy to tell what will happen to the nation of Israel following the events at Mount Sinai and going forward from the generation that was at Mount Sinai. And the prophecy is in Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 21 that they have moved me to jealousy with that which is not God. They have provoked me to anger with their vanities. I will move them to jealousy with not a people. I will provoke them to anger with the foolish nation. So the prophecy is there is going to be a future people that is not a people that is going to provoke another people to jealousy. And the people that is not a people is also referred to as a foolish nation. Why are they called a foolish nation? Because they departed from the Torah. And so who fulfills a people that departed from the Torah and are called not a people? It is the northern kingdom. And the prophecy is that they're going to provoke another people that is the southern kingdom or the house of Judah to jealousy. And so in addressing the northern kingdom, writing to them in Rome, he says, now you were once a people that were not a people, but now you are the people of God. And it was said of you in Moses, in the Torah, Deuteronomy 32 verse 21, that a people that's not a people will provoke Judah to jealousy. And then he says in Romans chapter 10 verse 20, but Isaiah is very bold and said, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not of me. Here, Paul is referring to Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 1, which says, I am sought of them that asked not for me. I am found of them that sought me not. I said, behold me, behold me unto a nation not called by my name. In the book, Ephraim, the Gentile children of Israel by Yardavidi, he is an Orthodox Jew who lives in Jerusalem on page 226 in his book, in the chapter, Christianity and the Lost Ten Tribes, he makes a reference to this verse that Paul quotes in Romans chapter 10 and verse 20. That would be Isaiah chapter 65 verse 1. And he says that it is the Jewish understanding that Isaiah chapter 65 verse 1 speaks about the ten tribes. He says, Isaiah 65, speaking mainly concerning the ten tribes, it says, I was sought of them that asked not for me, I made myself found to those who did not request me. I said, I am here, I am here, to a people who did not call my name. Continuing on, in Romans chapter 11 and verse 1, Paul says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Has God cast away the southern kingdom, the house of Judah? He answers the question, God forbid, for I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham and of the tribe of Benjamin. Romans chapter 11, verse 11, I 
say them, have they stumbled that they should fall? Judah, corporately, not accepting and believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. Is that stumbling that they should ultimately fall forever? He says, God forbid. But it was through their fall or not recognizing Yeshua as the Messiah corporately that salvation came upon the Gentiles to provoke them to jealousy. The context of Gentiles here, as we're seeing that Paul is explaining, is a reference to the northern kingdom. That salvation came upon the northern kingdom as was prophesied in Hosea chapter 1 verse 10 that a people that was not a people are going to be sons of the living God and the destiny of the northern kingdom is to provoke the southern kingdom to jealousy. Romans chapter 11 verse 12 and verse 15. Now if the fall of them that is the house of Judah or the southern kingdom or the Jewish people not receiving corporately Yeshua as the Messiah when he came in the first century if that resulted in the riches of the world and the diminishing of them the riches of the Gentiles how much more will be their fullness if such a great blessing came upon the northern kingdom and the whole world when the house of Judah did not believe that Yeshua is the Messiah what will happen when they do believe that he's the Messiah in Romans chapter 11 verse 15 Paul answers the question that if the casting away of them be the reconciliation of the world what will be the receiving of them and here is his answer life from the dead. Well, what is the life from the dead that Paul is speaking of? He is speaking of the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Going back to Ezekiel in chapter 37, all 12 tribes are regarded as being dead. They're likened unto dry bones. But there's a prophecy regarding these dry bones, that the dry bones are going to be resurrected. It says in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 12 through 14. Therefore prophesy and say in them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and I will bring you into the land of Israel. The graves is a reference to the nations of the world where the nation of Israel has been exiled. It is exile that is linked to being a place of graves. But he says, I'm going to open your graves and bring you to the land of Israel. Well, if their graves are going to be open, this is resurrection talk. And when they come up out of the graves, they're going to live. They have been resurrected. And so what is the life that comes into them? It is the Ruach HaKodesh. It is the Holy Spirit. It says in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 13, and you will know that I am the Lord. They will know that who is the Lord. They will know that Yeshua is the Messiah. When I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. So we see here that Ezekiel tells us that when the 12 tribes of Israel are united, which is likened to a resurrection of the dead, they will know the Lord. They will know that Yeshua is Messiah. And that is what Paul is referring to in Romans chapter 11, verse 15, that what will be the receiving of them? Life from the dead. That means Judah will believe that Yeshua is the Messiah when they witness 
the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 14. And I will put my Ruach, I'll put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you into your own land. There is a prophecy here continuing on in Ezekiel chapter 37 regarding the uniting of the 12 tribes of Israel. Ezekiel was told in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 16. Moreover, son of man, take you one stick. Now the word here in Hebrew is eight, which means tree. It literally says take one tree, but you don't think of you grabbing a tree with your hands, so it's translated take one stick. Well, that's going to conclude part 23 of the series on the subject two houses and the New Testament. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.